shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As you know, 2017 is a very significant year. There are some very significant anniversaries that are being celebrated this year. One of those is going to be the 100-year anniversary of the Light Horse Charge on Beersheba uh, that led to the opening up of Jerusalem and Israel eventually to become a Jewish state. There's a new DVD documentary that's out which looks at some of those events and explains what's happened. 31 October, Destiny's Date, with a question mark. And the producer of the new DVD is researcher and historian Kelvin Crombie. Kelvin's back with us again today. Hello, Kelvin. Kelvin, hey. back, uh, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's good to be with you again. Uh, Kelvin, it is a significant date, 31 October. Uh, describe for us in a nutshell what people will see when they get a hold of your DVD. Well, what I uh, desire to do with this documentary, Neil, is to present a storyline which takes in four key events which happen on the 31st of October, and none of those actually have to do with Halloween. Um, the four events, basically, are starting off with the 31st of October, 1517, when effectively you can say the Protestant Reformation, in a sense, began, even though there's lots of dates and lots of people associated with the Reformation. There's one date, one event, it's when Martin Luther openly challenged the Roman Catholic Church by nailing his 95 theses to the castle door at Wittenberg. And so that's 500 years to the day um, on the 31st of October this year. And the impact of the Reformation was quite significant. Not only did it unlock, in a sense, the gospel message to millions of people, it also availed the scriptures. So the Bible then began to be translated into many languages, not just in Germany, in German, but also in English and other languages as well. And so the results of that were... Uh, were very, very profound worldwide. So what it did is it allowed Christians, for instance, to look and read for themselves what's written and see that God had not revoked his covenant promises to the nation of Israel. And so just as Moses and Daniel and others interceded before God and reminded God of his covenant promises, so too did thousands, perhaps tens of thousands of Christians from the 1600s onwards remind God of his covenant promises. And then we begin to see incredible things happening in Europe and the Middle East, whereby those covenant promises began to be fulfilled. Another key event which happened on the 31st of October was in 1898, when we have the entrance of the German Kaiser, Wilhelm II, into Jerusalem to open the new German church. And that's when they filled in part of the moat leading into Jerusalem to allow him to come in. Now, this wasn't just a visit by a German Kaiser or Emperor, this was actually a very, very significant geopolitical event because Germany had just become a nation and was wanting to establish itself, to spread its wings. And he believed that the best way to do that would be to enter into a geopolitical and economic relationship with the Turkish Empire. So had that not happened, had the Germans not entered into that relationship uh, with, uh, with Turkey, there would have been no reason for the events of the 31st of October 1917, for instance. 
And so we begin to see uh, the, uh, in the documentary, we follow the storyline all the way through. In actual fact, we give quite a bit of background leading up to the 31st of October 1517 as well. But with um, the events of 1917, we see how uh, two things happened. It wasn't just at Beersheba. The 31st of October 1917 was also the day which the British War Cabinet uh, decided to establish a Jewish homeland in Palestine pending its actual capture from the Turks, which is where we have the British and the New Zealanders and the Australian Light Horse uh, at Beersheba. The capture of the town, of course, of Beersheba was done by all three, not just the Australians. As I have to always uh, remind Australians, it wasn't just the Light Horse. All the three nations did their bit on that, on that day. And so when we finally captured the town, when the Light Horse charged in the end and completed the victory, which had been set up for them, then you actually have um, quite an amazing scenario happening that uh, on the same day you had men in the War Cabinet in London making this decision and men on the ground in Beersheba, the town associated with Abraham, to whom was bestowed the covenant, um, being involved in the capture of the town. Marking anniversaries is very much a biblical thing. So the idea of looking forward to the 31st of October this year and making it a special time, a special anniversary, this is not unusual for us, but it's just so amazing, isn't it, that this particular date, the 31st of October, was a day that coincided with all of these very, very significant events. I wonder whether the reasoning behind the 31st of October has... Is there anything there that is beyond coincidence? Well, that's why we've got a question mark at the end of it. It's up for people to make their own mind on that one. Was God sitting up there saying, I'm going to have all these things happen on the 31st of October? Be that as it may, that's not what I'm trying to bring out. What I want to say is that on that particular day... These four events occurred, and they are all actually connected. And it's difficult to understand one without looking at any of the others. For instance, why did the men of the British War Cabinet, the nine who voted in favour of it, why did they view in favour of a Jewish national home? Now, the reason the Balfour Declaration was made was purely economic and trade. Okay? Um, Britain needed to secure its trade link through to India, Australia, and New Zealand. That meant securing that region. That is the main reason. But why do they endorse a Jewish national home there? It's because those nine men, to one extent or another, had biblical understanding and understood the connection between the Jewish people and the land of Israel. Where did they get that biblical understanding from? From the scriptures. And the scriptures are a result of the Reformation. And also the reason our soldiers were there, why were they there? Well, they were there in 1917 at Beersheba, for the very same reasons why the Kaiser was in Jerusalem on the 31st of October 1898, geopolitics and trade. So there's a connection between all these aspects, but above that, Neil, I believe it's the whole concept of the sovereignty of God working through history. And you do go to great lengths to say it wasn't just the Aussies, because sometimes we do wave our flag and say uh, there was an Aussie charge, the light horse that got us across uh, those trenches and secured Beersheba, but you say, you know, it is the New Zealanders, it is the British. Uh, it was a joint effort there involved. But come back to the Aussies for a moment, because we're talking primarily, I guess, to Aussies today. Uh, this Aussie-Anzac connection, because so many of us will have 
our own uh, grandfathers, great-grandfathers who were a part of the light horse or uncles or extended family members, somebody who was part of the light horse. It's almost as though because the light horse and the charge on Beersheba was so significant, all of these connections throughout the whole of the nation uh, bring families of today into the history that was made on that day. Most certainly. Um I've been working on this particular theme uh, for over 30 years now, and just one of the reasons being is to help Australians realise that even though we're way down here at the ends of the earth, so to speak, um, there's always been a purpose of God for having us being involved in events which happened in the very crucible of the world, which is the land of Israel. So you stand back from that and you say, well, this is a bit of an interesting scenario, that we all started from a, from, a, from a mob of convicts. Well, that may be so, but um, in the, the providence of God, he is the great recycler, isn't he? He's recycled, a, you, say, you might think, a nation to not once but twice be in the Middle East, for tens of thousands of our men to be there, and on one instance in the First World War to do things which helped with the establishment of uh, a Jewish national home. And in the Second World War, we were there again, and had our soldiers not been there, then and helped to defeat the, the Nazi forces at the time, then they would have wiped out the Jewish national home. So very interesting when you look at it from both the First World War and the Second World War aspects and realise that um, our nations of Australia and New Zealand have played an incredibly important role there in the Middle East vis-à-vis the Jewish restoration. Your new DVD is out now, and it's available at Vision Store. Uh, also likely to be available at Coorong, or you can go to the heritageresources.com.au site uh, where there's lots of other resources and uh, pointers to some of the other books that Kelvin has written and uh, connections there with Anzacs and the Middle East and Christian involvement in the establishment of the modern state of Israel. Uh, You've loved all your research into all of these things, Kelvin, and there's just new and unexplored material coming up all the time. Uh, when you talk about this 31st of October and uh, the material that you've been gathering for your DVD and uh, and in books that you're writing, uh, there is such a rich resource. Is this something you encourage people to get into a whole lot deeper? Because this is the time to remind people, isn't it, that this is a wonderful heritage to look into? I do encourage people, but what I do encourage people more so, Neil, is not to get stuck into the uh, nationalism, not to get stuck so much on... Um, uh, we did it, so to speak, but to really look at the level above, to look at the sovereignty of God working through history and that he uh, He used our nation in this very, very significant way, but also to use the opportunity that's there to actually introduce our wider community, our wider society to it, so that people just don't get stuck on the fact that these men charged and at the end of the day did something brilliant. But let's take it a step further and say, well, why were they there? So people need to have an idea of the bigger picture. And that's what I endeavour to do. And then, listen, there are so many people out there that know 20, 30 times more than I do about the actual nitty-gritties of the events in 1917. But I think it's important to try to give people a grasp of this much bigger picture. And through that, that the average Christian in Australia can reach out to the average other Australian And so let me introduce you to a bigger perspective. Hopefully through this, the average Australian might begin to think, oh, there's more to this than I actually thought. And who knows, that may lead them into inquiring more about 
who actually drew up this master plan in the first place. Kelvin, the 31st of October will come and it'll go, and there'll be those commemorations and there'll be celebrations as well. Uh, But there are dates and there are identities. Beyond the 31st of October 2017, uh, what identities would we or should we be uh, pedestalising a little so that others can draw attention to the very facts that you're talking about of the significance of the 31st of October? Who are the main identities we ought to remember uh, from the 31st of October uh, 1917? Well, that's a broad question. Um, it's not so much the, the identities or individuals, I think. It's just the, the principles. I think it's important through this event that we help people to see principles. Whether well, it was General Cheval, okay, who was the commander of the Desert Mount Accor on the day. There was General Allenby. There is lots of uh, individual uh, white horsemen who were, did great deeds on that day. But I would encourage people to go further and just look at the broader principles because these principles will go beyond 31st of October 2017. Uh, these are principles which are um, basically, uh, in my opinion, God's blueprint for, for history. So if we can just grasp on these principles, the principles of the land of Israel, the land of covenant promise being right there in the middle of the world, why were we there? Well, it's because the centrality of that land in the middle of the world, all the ancient and modern trade routes going through there. Um, so there were virtually, I think, looking more so at the principles that lay behind the events. And that will just, in a sense, hold us in good stead for 2018. Incidentally, in 2018, it doesn't finish. We'll be looking at the 100th anniversary of the capture of the Sea of Galilee, a place called Semach. And if anybody's interested, we'll probably be taking a tour for that as well. And there may very well be the unveiling, I must say, could be, I'm not saying authoritatively, it could be the unveiling of another statue up there in the Sea of Galilee. Most Australians are unaware that the Sea of Galilee in 1918 was actually captured by an Australian light horse. Okay, there is lots to commemorate and to remember uh, beyond 2017. But uh, when you did mention a couple of identities there, uh, Generals Chauvel and Allenby, but as you say, Kelvin, remembering the principles and uh, those things uh, can uh, come to the surface as being very important to remember what happened uh, there at the charge of the light horse at the uh, liberation of Beersheba. Let me point people to this new DVD. The DVD is called 31 October Destiny's Date with a question mark. And you'll be able to get a hold of that at Vision Store or at Coorong or heritageresources.com.au. Great catching up. Thanks so much for sharing your insights today and all the best with the new DVD. Thank you very much, Kelvin Crombie. Okay, thanks, Neil. Before you go, they say there will be various premiere showings around the place. The DVD isn't in the, sh- in the stores yet. It's on the way. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.